Hey moms, have you ever found yourself overwhelmed by the amount of clutter that often accompanies having children and specifically homeschooling? Well, today I'm going to be having a great conversation with Ashley Wiggers from Homeschooling Today, and we are going to be talking about managing our kids' clutter. But before I dive into that, I'll give myself a a little bit of an introduction because we are continually getting new listeners and you might not know anything about me. So briefly, um, I have been married to Daryl for a third of a century, 33 years. We have eight kids, uh, ages 32 down to 18. We have been homeschooling for 28 years and are still homeschooling. We have nine grandchildren, and um, I'm also the author of three books, The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling, The Four-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life, and The Four-Hour School Day, which I already mentioned, (laughs) Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart. That's the third one, a devotional that I wrote specifically for homeschooling moms. I hope you'll check those out at DorindaWilson.com or at Amazon. And the four-hour school day can actually be found at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I just mentioned. Also, I love sharing with moms um, about CTC math. Um, You know, I don't know if you're looking for a math program, but um, if you're looking for a great math program, heads up. CTC Math provides online video tutorials that make learning math easy and effective by using creative graphics and animation that are sure to grab and keep your child's attention. Um, there, here's a great testimonial from Lori, um, a homeschooling mom. She said that one day her 10-year-old was in tears over math. We've all been there, haven't we, moms? And she tried. she said, I tried my best to help, but ended up in tears as well been there too. We prayed together. I love that. And that very night I received an email, uh, an email offer for CTC math. The following Monday, we reviewed the curriculum together. She was willing to give it a shot and we have never looked back. So moms, I encourage you uh, to start your free trial today by visiting ctcmath.com. I will leave a link in the show notes. All right, now it's time. Let's talk about managing our kids' clutter. Hi, Dorenda. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you to everyone who's listening. My name is Ashley Wiggers, and my husband and I are the publishers of Homeschooling Today magazine. Today, we have with us our wonderful columnist for our Mom to Mom column, Dorenda Wilson. And we are doing the question and answer column that we started last year, Dear Dorenda, on video, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> Even though it's been challenging, technical difficulties, but I'm so happy to be here and I'm glad we're doing this. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. I do too. So today we will be answering the following question titled, How do I manage my children's beautiful mess? This mom writes to us, I have a child or two who likes to hold on to everything. Their rooms get so cluttered that the surfaces are full of stuff and fills the corners of their rooms. How do we keep balance with certain things, giving stuff away or trashing it? I can get so overwhelmed with their cluttered and messy rooms. How do you balance that? My kids are 9, 12, and 14. I know kids are messy and creative, and we want them to be kids. It seems we clean out when I've hit the I can't take it anymore stage. (laughs) I would love to find a better way to manage all of the beautiful mess. Thank you. 
I love that. I love her phrase, beautiful mess, because it's just evidence that it's a home that's lived in. And we all want that. But as a mom, we know that clutter is something that... um, well, I know personally, I can't handle too much of it. I just, I can't think straight. And um, I honestly think that's true for most moms. Um, and there are a lot of reasons for that, but um, let's stick with the ones that apply in this particular situation. So um, our frustrations, often we we learn this over time, that our frustrations are often an opportunity to teach our kids important life skills. And I think that's something that... Um, is something, like I said before, it's something you learn over time as a homeschooling mom because you realize, gosh, the, all these obstacles that they feel like obstacles, but they're actually opportunities to keep, to teach our kids um, so many things. And, you know, we want our kids to learn to prioritize. We want them to do that through organization um, because it's a necessary skill for life. We all need to know how to prioritize and organize in lots of different areas. Um, and teaching them these lessons within their own space allows them to really own it, um, which gives them, you know, skin in the game, so uh, so to speak. And so it starts by setting boundaries. Um, I think that's the, that's the, you know, that's the starting point. We have to know, okay, what are our boundaries here? I remember one time it seemed like there was Legos on every flat surface in our house. It didn't, it did everywhere I looked. It was just Legos, every Lego creations everywhere. You know, it's like, and like she said, you know, you want them creating you, you want that, but at a certain point, it's just not sustainable. Um, and I, I love the creativity, but I could not live with the mess. And so I was talking to my husband about it and he built this large wooden box um, that would slide under one of the kids' beds. And that was a place for their creations, where their creations could stay intact, you know, along with my sanity. (laughs) It gave boundaries to that creativity. And I honestly think, you know, at the end of the day, we're all more creative within boundaries. And so um, in order to create like a, a sustainable plan, we do have to have some boundaries in our home when it comes to messes. Um, so it was just, it was really important to decide uh, what the parameters um, that the creativity needed to stay within. So that's something that I would suggest, like you have to decide how much, how far are we going to go with this? Um, whether we're keeping it, you know, on a desktop or in a corner of the room or a space in a closet, whatever works for the space. And you can talk about it with your kids, um, involve them in that decision-making process um, and let them, you know, you can let them contribute to the conversation. At the end of the day, of course, as mom, you get to decide what's actually best and most sustainable for the family. But it's great to include them in that conversation because you're teaching them while wow, you're having those conversations. I, with my son, Lincoln, he's, um, he just turned seven and he loves to be creative and he loves to use all of these different materials for his projects. So he has, he saves all the, um, toilet paper roll tubes, saves them. He saves (laughs) cardboard boxes. He saves all these things because he's like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to need. I need to have things to be able to create with. And I'm like, okay, but that stuff starts accumulating, right? Uh-huh. So we actually designated a cabinet that is totally his and all of those things can go in there. And that way he has space that he can kind of do what he wants to with. So I completely agree with you. It's a great opportunity to teach them and to kind of partner with them and have some give and take instead of us just laying down the rules, but we can do it with kind of their partnership, 
Right. Exactly. And that partnership is really ownership for them. And that's what you want. That's when they're learning is when when they own what's happening or part of what's happening and they're taking some responsibility, they're learning in that process. And I love that idea of having a cabinet. Our our youngest son, same thing, cardboard was his thing. You know, he would build cardboard robots and cardboard guns. And he did this all with cardboard and hot glue. And <laughs> And it's really interesting. It's, it's kind of a different topic, but um, but it's an interesting thing. When you don't over give your kids too many resources, they have to kind of dig down within and be super creative. And he really liked not having too much to work with. He liked having his, his resources somewhat limited, and then he just got super creative within those resources. But yeah, I love that cabinet idea. Is it one you can close? So you- Oh, yes. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So I think that, you know, as we're doing this, it automatically um, leads to eliminating what is unnecessary because that's the not fun part. We don't want to have to tell them, oh, you need to get rid of this stuff. We want them to say, oh, evidently, I need to get rid of this stuff (laughs) because here are the parameters and what I want to put in there is not going to fit in those parameters. So it starts by setting those boundaries. Um, So you might say something, like, okay, you have room for three Lego creations. Um, so decide which three you want to keep. And I know that moms have talked about this too when it comes to birthdays and Christmas and holidays, when they end up with a lot of extra things, gifts and things from uh, from other people or from us for Christmas, and they add that to what they already have. If they've gotten six gifts, they need to get rid of six things. And so that way you keep that 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 mess from building up, that clutter from building up. So I think that's a great idea too. Um, I also knew that even with those parameters, our kids' room would uh, quickly spiral out of control. Because with, you know, with eight kids, at one point we only had two bedrooms for all the kids. So five boys in one room. And this was like a 10 by 12 room. And then three girls in like an eight by 10 room. (laughs) So that was super challenging trying to keep on top of the clutter. Um, so I had um, I had them make their beds every day and tidy their rooms each day. Um, that really helped keep um, keep that from whirling out of control. There was just too many times that I would do like spring cleaning and I would find things in the spring like pumpkins under the bed. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, clearly I am not staying on top of this. So I, the daily um, sort of daily check is super, super helpful too. So they would make their beds and tidy their rooms right away when they first got up. And then I would do inspections and I would go to each room and, you know, give some encouragement, some praise, and then also some correction. And eventually they're learning to see what does it look like? What does a good clean room look like? Because initially they thought of just the middle, there was nothing in the middle of the room that it was clean. So they would shove everything out to the edges or under the beds. Right. (laughs) Yeah, so then I would get like a rake or a broom and I would pull everything back to the middle. (laughs) I would say all of this needs to be put away. So we're training them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We are training their eyes to see what does organization look like and what is clutter and what is, what is, you know, what is chaos and what is um, peace sort of look like visually. 
picking up is not just putting something out of sight, right. actually putting it right. away, which is something I'm working on with my boys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the trick is as moms to actually have a place for everything. Um, often when, when too many things have come in and we haven't taken anything out, there are a lot of things that don't actually have a place. And when everything has a place, um, then you can see, again, it's a parameter. You can see, oh, this this is overflowing. And so we need to eliminate some things. So it's just all about boundaries and and. Um, you know, and I mentioned before, in you know, just checking their rooms every day. I always say you can't expect what you're not willing to inspect, and so you know, the, the, and so daily I, I would do that. Um, they were really a big part of the kind of maintenance that we're talking about, and you know, kids aren't typically motivated towards that kind of discipline unless we initiate it and insist on it. Um, but it's really great a uh, training ground for sure. A small word of encouragement to people who are thinking like, oh my gosh, the the, the battle that you have to fight for this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it will probably be a little bit of a battle at first, but they get into a routine and you can share about that. Um, you know, once they kind of understood what was expected and what was needed, did they get yes. into a flow where you didn't have to fight them anymore? Yeah, there was the occasional, you know, if they were in a bad mood or wanted to be doing something else, you know, you're always going to have that happen with kids. But it was it was more like the exception and not the rule. And you're absolutely right. And uh, the consistency is so important. Um, If we're not consistent, we can't expect our kids to be consistent. So we are we're the ones who are training them that direction. And it's it's these kinds of daily life situations that actually help our kids grow into, um, you know, responsible and capable adults. And, you know, I watch my kids now as adults and um, even the ones who could live in chaos, um, you know, if I let them as kids, um, they, they can't, they can't as adults. <laughs> So they, they know like there's just a certain level of order that is just important um, to keep. And it's, it's interesting, too. Have you ever noticed that if you clean up a room or even if you and your kids clean up a room and all the other rooms in the house are messy, that's the room they want to play in? Because they're drawn to order as well. I think we were sort of created for that and made for that. And I always tried to encourage my kids by saying, look, you know, we we get to bring order to chaos. So every time there's a messy room, we can take it and make it look great. And and in that process, moms, understand also your kids are learning organizational skills. Like when they're little, we think, I remember I would sit on the floor in the middle of the family room and there would be the big pile that I had raked up, you know, from the corners. Usually I was pregnant, so a rake was very handy <laughs> or a broom. You know, I didn't want to bend over and push all that stuff to the middle. So we put it all in the middle and then I would sit and I would give, okay, here's a handful of Legos. Okay, go put these in the Lego container and these are go here and these go there. And then if, if they got, as they got a little older, okay, where do these go? You know where they go, put them away. So you're you're slowly teaching them what what it looks like to organize and how to do that. And so that was uh, that was really helpful too. So, and that's what we want, you know, at the end of the day, we want to raise responsible adults um, who understand how to, how to organize. Um, when we organize the world around us, it's, uh, we're also more likely to organize other areas of our life as well. That's good. And my four-year-old, you know, you were saying it's kind of the bite-sized for the little guys, but it's such a simple 
thing that ends up really becoming a rhythm of their life in the future. My seven-year-old now is much more compliant and he'll even start organizing and cleaning up some things himself uh, without being asked now. And so it's like, okay, there is light at the end of this tunnel. My four-year-old still puts up a pretty good fight about cleaning up and I have to give him little tiny tasks. You do this part, you take this. And it's just like you said, you have to really kind of hold their hand at that point. But as they get older, you reap the reward of this investment. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it's another interesting thing to do. Um, As my kids got older, I would ask them, would you rather I give you the list, the complete list of things that I want you to take care of? Or would you like to, like when it came to, you know, odd jobs each day, I had, you know, several things that needed to be done. Would you rather give me the list, give you the list? Or would you rather give me, uh, me give you one thing at a time? Because our kids are wired very differently, even as they get older, but they do, you're right. When they're trained and it becomes part of the rhythm and the routine, they start doing it on their own. So yeah, it is definitely a, um, it can be a battle and it can definitely be something you have to be very um, disciplined in yourself as a mom in order to instill that in our kids. But it is so, so worth it. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, I couldn't handle a lot of chaos for very long when it came to visual things, lots of things being out of place. So one of the things that I did and, you know, it was it was just super helpful. I would have very I would have a pickup time about three different times of the day. So in the morning before we started school, we just made sure that everything was in order um, right after lunch and then usually after dinner. And so that was really helpful too, just to take 15 minutes and everybody just, you know, I did it different ways at different times. Sometimes there was a zone, they would have a room that they were responsible for and they had to take care of it. Sometimes we would, um, you know, just everybody would tackle one room together and then we'd move to the next room and then the next room and we, we called it the the 10 minute tidy. And uh, that was super helpful too, to help kind of keep, keep that order in our homes with 10 people in a house all day long. And we didn't ever live in really big houses. <laughs> it's challenging, but, uh, but moms, you can do this. You can absolutely do this. And um, it's worth it. I, I guess that's the thing I want to encourage you with. It, it feels like an obstacle and kind of time consuming. Like Ashley, you were saying at four, it's four years old. It's a lot more time consuming than it is at seven, <laughs> but it's worth it. It's worth it. You're making an investment. Well, thank you so much, Dorenda, for sharing that excellent advice. I really appreciate it. And I know our listeners do as well. And for more content like this, um, you know, we have a growing movement of parents who are choosing to homeschool boldly at Homeschooling Today magazine. Join us. Thank you so much. 